0: You are on the fuel refinery, and there's a
1: fucking ghost. A fucking ghost. And moths. And moths. Fucking ghosts. Ghosts and moths. It's just like fucking season one. The moths are ghosts. Who is this? Okay, I need a quick breakdown of the situation as far as like what we've been up to and what everybody's doing, just on just before I take an action in combat.
2: Everything has gone horribly awry. That I remember. We were trying to channel everybody to somewhere so that we could make
0: a more effective escape. So the thing is that uh, you were trying to get the
1: people to the lunar models and you needed to get full to them. Right. It it turned out Alexander was a ghost and she came through the communicator.
2: And we are in the fuel refinery where we turned on the fuel refinery.
1: And Alexander is here right now.
2: That's what my Ouija board and her spirit standing
1: in the corner say. This is a weird question, Lou, but I'm going to ask it anyways and see if I can get anything here. Has like in the past, we've talked about the way like that Johnny senses like energy and and can like feel molecular structures and all of that, like in certain weird ways, how like that kind of plays into his transmutation power. What does Alexandra's ghosts feel like? Or is there a way that I like that? Can I feel like a specific energy coming from there that I could disrupt?
0: Do you feel like uh, Okay, how familiar are you with ghosts?
1: I feel like the answer is probably not super familiar. I might have dealt with something ghost related like once or twice. Oh, that's true. We did literally go through the underworld. Minimal experience, like some, but definitely not a lot. You get the feeling
0: that uh, this is less the haunting spirit or something like that. This feels more like a projection of wheels. Like, she's connected with something else that now has a voice. And the thing that this is basically a manifestation of whatever the swarm is and its interaction with the station.
1: Like, she is a will directing those two things. Does it seem like I could somehow use transmutation to cut that off?
0: Yeah, I would say that is a, a hinder. OK,
1: I'm going to do that. I'm going to use area alteration, just hinder any nearby any number of nearby targets using transportation use your max die. So I'm going to hinder her and also all of the moths. Also the skeleton just outside. Also the skeleton just outside. Also the suit. Suit so is dead. I've just the skeleton. Thank you for reminding me. That's a nine. So a hinder of minus three on all of the things. All right. So who you pass off? (laughs) Give it to the skeleton. Maybe he'll be our friend. We don't have a lot of great options on this one. We sort of all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll give it to the skeleton. Why not? Who can? Who knows what that skeleton's gonna do? Maybe the skeleton's been sent back through time to protect us or something. That's probably not true. You stand in front of Alexandra and the swarm
0: of mods as you try to disrupt them and the door barges that uh, you just cross it that it was out of light you see lights turning on and you see to the remains of suit the skeletons shambling towards you oh no
2: hey uh, John Doe points and unleashes a very high pitched scream
0: and as that is happening, and as you start to severing the connections, the skeleton stands there in the middle. And you can see the form of Alexandra being in and out and until she manifests over the skeleton. And you can see that her shape becomes more defined as she seems to become a translucent presence overlaid over the skeleton so in a way it becomes like her skeleton and she is anchored to reality so the skeleton cleared its own penalties and get a boost so next it's caldera station and uh, things start moving all over the place as red lights go on and you can hear abstraction detected deploying service bot and what seems to be like a cube with a face screen lands right in the middle and you can see the mods cover the cube as Alexander takes
1: control of the bot. How dare she? I was so excited to meet our new cube friend and now fuck it right up for us.
0: So what do you want Border Guard to do? Bordegor should punch one of the moths. Yeah, so at this point, you unleashes what he has been prepared. And uh, there's just a bunch of sparks across the air. And he lures all the moths with these sparks. And then drives them right into the, the tank where the hydrogen is being it and just this small spike of energy of a spark meets Hydrogen and all the mods are just incinerated just as they are lured. So Border Guard just exterminated an alien hive mind life form. Now it's seen handoff to uh, who do you want How does uh, Alexandra look in reaction to this? It seems like uh, her connection is very weak. Very faint indeed. I'll go. I know what I can do. Alexandra, basically, she seems to stop being able to communicate. Now that there is no uh, uh, intelligence rendering
2: her. It's clear, like Alexandra intended to do us in. So John Doe is going to run up. We get a cool camera shot of his berserk here, warded knuckles on his spacesuit, and he's going to try to punch the ghost without punching the skeleton. He's going to try and separate the two of them. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? I don't know. I'm going to use my opening blow. I'm going to give her a big old punch. I feel kind of bad for the skeleton. We don't know if he did anything wrong. For all we know, we're just having a normal day, and we- he's just as scared of us as we are of him. I got a five. All right, that's
0: five damage to the
2: ghost. I am going to invite out like, hey, maybe, maybe the skeleton's just confused. I'm scared of him, too. Maybe he's just scared of us. I'd be pretty freaked out if I saw people with extra layers of flesh. Does anyone want to go next,
3: or should we hand off to an antagonist? Our goal is to get this refinery up and running. We,
0: are, we have four boxes left. But it is up and running. Oh, it is? Yeah. So now your goal is you need to get to the lunar modules and start to hook the fuel lines them. Berserkier is going to try and make it to the
3: lunar modules as fast as they can and hook everything up.
0: Hopefully correctly. So the thing is, you're gonna need to get a vehicle. If you went there or monorail. So you need to find some way to move around on the moon the long distance to the lunar way. Come on. Now, Lou, one of my
3: powers is specifically leaping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could leap pretty far. Like, I've leaped up to a helicopter. Like, how far can I. How far. How much. Would it take me like how what is the distance like in kilometers?
0: Yeah, I think you can live. I think the, the difference there is Does I still have that persistent boost
3: that has not gone away yet.
0: Yeah. So do you know what uh, a lunar model is? We came in on one,
3: didn't we? Yes. So Berserk here is going to assume something like
0: that. Oh, Very well. Yeah, I think you can literally fly. When you live that high on the moon, you can basically fly, so... Yeah. (laughs) Alright, here it goes. So yeah, as long as you stay on the light side of the moon, I think this is going to be possible, so just do it as an overcome. Yep, let's do it. question is, I don't know how the others will get there, but that's the other spot.
2: John Doe can jump good, too. I actually posted a... uh important uh, diagram of how I'm going to carry Johnny to jump good.
1: (laughs) It's exactly like that. Yeah.
0: To be fair, I think Brother Kid can grab the two of you and jump to a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Or or can take Border God?
2: I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. I'm tired of the fight. Scoops all of us up and jumps.
3: Yeah. Well, Border Gore can probably get there themselves. I forgot their pronouns already. Uh, he, him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll grab both Johnny and John Doe, or Highwayman and John Doe. It gets very confusing sometimes. And just leap all the way there. I'm going to go with Principle of Destiny. Is that okay? Or Mastery? Uh, either one would work. Yeah, either one will work. Let's see which one is
0: more appropriate. I think Destiny. Okay, yeah. Woo! Yeah, this is extremely good. So, you managed to jump to the nearest model, and uh, you hook them up one by one, and you have five models that are already hooked up, and... Now basically you need to get people together and uh, you need to wait until the, the refinery produces enough fuel. Uh, the last thing missing is the one that is first away, the way, which is the original landing lunar model. And you jump there, and you land next to a bleached flag that you topple down as you land. Standing next to a ceramic lake next to the lunar model. Shining golden against the rising sun. Symbolism! And uh, this is going to take a bit more of time and effort because, like, this is not hooked into the system. Because at this point, it's not something that is used. It's something that is basically an historical artifact. But you can see nearby what seemed to be a digging site. And remember that they found the skeleton near here. Probably the recovery site was that place nearby, which you can see from here. So what do you do? John Doe looks at the module and just, uh,
2: you
1: think you can make this thing go, Johnny? Probably. I've got a dumb idea. I think we are in the territory where every idea is welcome, no matter how dumb. So let's hear it. I've run over to go look at the dig site. Yeah, it's a
2: big hole. All big. Nothing else of interest down there? It seems like
0: there's a lot of blocks in which you realize that uh, they did that archaeology thing of recovering layer by layer and putting in boxes to be sorted very carefully later. Uh, So there's a lot of those boxes that probably are filled with nanomachines, son. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the most interesting thing there don't call me son
2: but i <laughs> i look nod yep i think this would be an overcome i'm going to try and collapse this hole you just do it oh good because uh i don't want the americans coming back up here finding the boxes and we get the sequel boogie mm-hmm. scary space skeletons butter on earth wait but Should we try to lure the skeleton back into his grave? (laughs) We just pop our bones. He'll hear his his fellows in distress and come. I'm not even kidding, though, about trying to lure the skeleton back into his grave. I'm actually being like, so like John Doe brings that up in that tone. Like, should we try to lure the skeleton back into his grave?
1: I am deferring to the people who understand weird shit about ghosts and magic and stuff. I trust y'all's judgment on that one. I say is I'm like working on <laughs> I'm working on technology stuff and it's just like this is my wheelhouse I look at Yoki I have
3: no like this is sort of you know beyond me I've never had to deal with space skeletons before you know that's fair Like, but usually uh, each undead has like a specific thing that they uh, have to do or can't do or something like that. They have like limitations. I I just haven't figured this one out yet.
2: Well, then rather than take the risk and then John Doe will collapse. Mm -hmm.
1: So, hi, my man. What are you doing? Yeah, I try to I try to fix just what's the other guy who was on the moon? I know Buzz Aldrin. Who's the other one? Fucking Neil. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> ah, yes. Fucking okay, Neil. Neil Armstrong? I try to fix Buzz and Neil's great vehicle.
0: You try, but it keeps giving errors and you keep worrying, oh, what the fuck is happening? Everything seems to be clear. And then you realize, oh, the, the full couplings are not matching.
1: Is that something that I feel like I could repair in a reasonable time frame?
0: Well, you will need to either make new couplings or something. The weird thing is, you're pretty sure these things, they have not changed at all in 20 years. Like, these are the standard American couplings.
1: Hmm. Is there any way that I can get a look at them without completely fucking up the...
0: Yeah, you can. These are not American couplings. Is the original lunar model not
1: American? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, color me shocked. We took it. We took credit for somebody else's fucking work. That doesn't sound like us Americans at all. <laughs> I don't suppose there'd be a way. Like there, I would know of a place on the base where they might store like spare parts. On engineering. How far are we from engineering?
0: Not far away, because it is very close to the reactor. And again, it was the first habitational place on the moon. So it was the first permanent base. Okay. So if there is a place where this crap is there in abundance it is there. But you have transmutation powers. Maybe you can uh, transmutate the coplanes planes into something that works because it's like well I only need this to work even if they are a tangled mess and I won't need to replace afterwards
1: I just need to get the fuel going that is true. Okay, I'm going to try that first with engineering as a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I if I can't make this work, I'll go to engineering and get them.
0: All right. Do an overcome to see if you can make this work then.
1: All righty. I'm going to use principle the tactician uh, because I literally just made a plan in this exact moment. So I got a seven. There is a minor twist.
0: Yeah, I think you accomplished it, but... Uh... You realize that there is something else wrong with the model, that uh, the model is being fed, but uh, you realize that uh, well, I still need to get some ignition going on once this
1: is done. So you're still gonna have to repair that or force the ignition somehow. Could I use transmutation to force the ignition if I can, like, feel kind of where to just like do a oh like a spark or a little kick or something?
0: Well, we'll find that out uh, when it's time to leave. Whoever
1: is living on this model will have to face that problem. Okay. I tell the others what issue I'm having as simply as I can. That sounds bad. How can I help? I don't think you can. I think this is basically just going to be a matter of me having to just sort of hit the ignition properly myself with superpowers. Okay. Uh, Do you have to be inside or outside? Inside. Inside.
2: Yeah, no, I would have, I would have to be inside. I almost feel tempted to roll a fucking principle of amnesia and be like, "Wait, did I ever train to land a lunar module?"
1: I would actually love to know that.
2: You know what? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. And that way, when we have to actually make the landing, we have John Doe roll it. So that way, if we crash, it's the perfect
1: completion of the bit. If we don't
2: crash, it's the funniest way the bit can end.
1: <laughs> the thing that John Doe finally doesn't crash, a fucking spaceship. So
0: do you investigate any further?
1: You found one irregularity. I mean, I would try to investigate in as detailed a way as possible. I don't want there to be any ugly surprises as much as I can avoid them. What do you tell the others? Uh, Then I would tell the others just like, all right, I just need to make some quick sort of pre-flight checks, make sure everything's cool because we don't want this to fuck up literally at all if we can avoid it. Anything weird with the module? There is something weird about it in the sense that these fuel couplings are not American, which is uh, odd because American craft have been using the same fuel couplings for functionally the last 20 years, pretty much since we got up here. So this one, the first one that came up here has a non-American part, which is a little odd. Lou, does the ceramic plate have anything written on
3: it?
0: Yes, uh, but you, you cannot read it. So I can't read
3: this plaque. Can somebody help me with this? I look
0: at it. You can you can read it and it reads as the following. Permidor on Saint sozant et onze. Le fields de la agonisante terre ravaged par réaction. On commence ici le voyage de la seconde commune vers les toits. Que le cri du peuple se fais entendre sur la lune. Thermidor year 171. Year Doubters of a dying earth, ravaged by reaction, started the journey of the second commune towards the stars. Let the voice of the people be heard across the moon.
2: I read it in without saying it at first, and then I stop, go back, and just... Daughters of a dying earth the se- and the second commune... Well, uh, Johnny, there's your problem. Huh? This ain't an American lander.
1: Uh... Whose is it?
2: Uh, the Daughters of a Dying Earth from a Second
1: Commune. I don't I'm not familiar with that particular turn of phrase. Am I, Lou? Well, you can tell that uh, it's fucking French. I was say it's they're French. Yeah, I know that for sure. Anybody got a
2: camera or some paper? I think John Doe would probably have one of his little spy
0: cameras. Hey, I wonder what term is that next to a year means. As I say, put like some some kind of date. Hey, uh,
2: hey, Lou. Weird question. What year is this supposed to be again? Ninety seventy 1970
0: X is the name of the season.
2: Oh, yeah. So I think I actually have just figured it out, but I want to double check something that would put us at about 1790 179 X. So John Doe is right up on his revolutionary history. And John Doe just. Wait a fucking second. Hermador Johnny? Yeah. Were you a history guy?
1: I know some history. Do you know about? Did you ever hear about the Paris Commune? Don't think I've heard of that one. To be honest, I didn't until
2: I ran into somebody who was obsessed with it. They were a movement that seized control in, in France in the 1700s, but were uh, overthrown during the French
1: Revolution. Okay. Um... They use the different calendar. Or do you want to tell me where you're going with this? Johnny,
2: Johnny, how do you perceive the near future?
1: Um, It kind of it's I mean, yeah, it's a lot of there's like sort of multiple. There's a lot of different possible timelines that I see kind of a little of all of. Uh, I can sort of zoom in on them if I need to.
2: And John Doe is just looking at Johnny pointedly as he says that. Johnny, what happens to those things after you don't make those choices?
1: I guess they just kind of stop. They just sort of didn't exist in the first place.
2: Or, and I tap slowly on the lander, are you just peeking into another us?
1: Kind of, in a way, yeah.
2: What if this never fell and they came to the moon? Hmm.
3: But how did they get to our dimension, or or how do they deviate? Like, why are they here and not there?
2: That is the question, isn't it? Does anyone inspect the bleached flag? Yeah, at that, at this point, uh, yeah, John's gonna run over and look
0: at it. And through the whiteness of scar shed by solar winds, you can make out the shape of the flag originally and you can see that it's a red flag mostly red with a thin white and blue line on the left side and a small golden laurel on the top right around which there is a skull and the words Vive la Commune and you have seen this flag before smaller, in an arm in a spacesuit yeah of a Boys,
2: I think we just made the single most important discovery in human history. And I'm more confused and scared by it than I've ever been in my life of being confused and scared.
1: Listen, uh, this seems phenomenally important. I don't know what we can do about it right now. Is there unless there's some sort of dimensional gateway around? I mean, like a like a like a multiversal gateway that we need to that we need to shut. But isn't the Stargate kind of that? Uh, I mean, the Stargate kind of has, at least as I understand it, that currently it has pretty much just sort of one door in, one door out in in concrete locations. But it definitely could have, it's entirely possible it could have exacerbated, you know, it could have damaged sort of the boundaries between different realities.
2: If there was a multiversal gate, somebody on the moon would have found it. There's so much scientific and spy data coming from the moon that we would have detected it.
3: Magic and science don't usually mix very well. Like, magic is just almost chaos, while science is almost logic. Apparently, they did make a magical hyper chamber. No, no. Uh, let me see. Hyper or something. I don't remember. Big science words. Collider.
2: I'm going to look at Border Gore, as you say, Collider, and just Border Gore.
0: Bordelgar is not here. You won't have to call him on radio. I'm going to. This is a big enough discovery that I'm going to risk it. Hey, Borg? Yeah? Running towards you.
2: Okay, good. Uh, Where are you? We're we're at the original Lunar Lander. Five million dollar question, and you be totally honest. I won't be mad. Do you guys have a multiversal gate?
0: What the fuck is a multiverse?
1: In some ways, that is actually a very reassuring answer. I was going to say... Boards, you
2: just answer the question. You're my hero. Love you. See you soon. Hugs and kisses. So you want at the original American landing or the Soviet one? American
3: folks, we're keeping this quiet, correct? I don't even know what we're keeping quiet. This is very
2: confusing. I think we're gonna tell. I mean, I'm gonna tell Bordogor, but I don't want to scream it over the
1: radio. I just. Yeah, I don't think we should uh, broadcast this information.
2: We need to talk to Voidwalker. Yes. We can tell all of system four, but I I wonder if anything like this has ever happened in
0: any of the previous arcs.
2: Uh John Doe, as an important note, for the first time besides screaming when he sees the skeleton, looks terrified. And is just <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys what happened to me in England?
1: Not in great
2: detail. I mean
3: there was that kinda dimension thing.
2: Yeah, the reason I don't like to teleport. I saw something when I teleported that wanted to talk said it wanted to talk to the the real me and then it looked right through me like it was seeing something I couldn't
3: Okay that's concerning yes and that whole deal with England where we were in uh, the same place but not the same place at the same time it was very the siege perilous Yes I'm I'm kind of wondering if they made a via accident when they did the magical particle collider may have opened a gate on accident in random places. I'm wondering if oh, boy. I might have to contact Red Hex and see what they know if they're willing to talk.
0: You could know on that place because the spirits were wrong where the borders met. The thing is, you don't feel that on the moon. Like, the moon is hostile and weird because it's the moon. Like, it's a spiritual unity. Like, there is one whole hostile spirit there, but it's a whole. So if it is a situation like that, it will not be spliced over something. It will have to be the entire moon. Is it the entire moon?
1: The moon's from another dimension.
0: So, okay so they transposed
3: the moon. What if we didn't do it? What do you mean? What if the that if, uh, the, the commune you said that um, dying Earth ravaged by reaction started the journey of the second commune towards the stars what if what if they did it they replaced our moon for some reason probably to
2: power their sh- whatever it is But we're now coming to the to the scariest question I suppose. What happens when two universes collide? Because that's what would have had to happen. Or they came here trying to escape their dying world, or we need... I, John Joe sits down hard and just, I think I'm going to throw up. Please don't, you're still in your suit. That
3: would be gross. Okay.
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty nasty. Don't do that, but like, if I may sort of speak for the group on this one, fuck.
2: We've got to tell Bordagore. we've got to tell everyone
1: this is I. Yeah, no disagreement here. We got to Everyone's got to know
2: it's I think this might be bigger than discovering the Earth is
1: round or that how days and nights work. I would uh, honestly say I would this. This may be the most dangerous discovery in all of human history
2: that we got. All right, let's get out of here. If we
0: die on the moon,
1: we'll never tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of dying on the moon. I hate I hate that. I hate that sentence. (laughs) Don't say that. Raze is calling on you. Say, hey, hey, uh, what's going on?
0: Hey, uh, we all spread out across the lunar models. We are waiting for you to give us a go. Should I give them the go? Is this Has border arrived yet? No, I think he's coming for you guys. Do we see border gore uh, you see at the distance a spacesuit approaching? Yes. Now, now, hang
1: on. <laughs> uh, that's not what that's not what we ask. Is it border gore spacesuit? Does it look recognizable? How
3: fast is it going? Because I'm pretty sure border gore can move pretty fast. And that skeleton got real slow.
0: Yeah, it's coming pretty fast. Yes, this propulsion.
1: is it coming at approximately border gore speed. Yes, it's coming at approximately lunar border guard speed. (laughs) It's anime grandpa on the moon speed. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, as soon as we've got him on board, then yeah, it's go time.
0: Very well then. So, we'll be waiting for you to give us a go.
3: Oh wow, I just got something. They, they said in that sh- sheet when they were talking to Korolev or they got something from Korolev that the spirits felt colonized. But I'm wondering if they meant colonizer. I'm scared. I am also uh,
1: pretty upset.
3: I just assumed that I meant like, oh, it must have been like the people on the moon fighting that would made them feel that way. What if it was whatever happened here on the moon? It's oh boy. ufta. Yeah, let's get out. Let's let's leave. Let's leave.
2: Oof, done, dude. Let's wait for for borders, and then we'll go.
0: Border guard gets here. Hey, what's going on? The full line is still loading. They don't have enough. So is everything ready? Can we go?
2: As soon as the fuel line's done, we're almost there.
0: I don't know if the Soviet lander is still operational. Good thing that you managed to get this one to work. Yeah. I, so you know the story, right, I man How the Soviet and uh, the American models landed within weeks of each other. So basically, what was accepted as the first one was be- based on the results of the Moon War. Berserk here
3: kind of looks sidelong at Highwayman, then John Doe, then the plaque, and then just goes back, eyes go back to Border Gore
2: and John's
1: gonna ask because I don't think we've ever actually said so who won the moon war well I mean kind of I mean nobody really the iron mongers probably
0: yeah
2: shareholders yeah the,
3: the
0: the shareholders did great I guess Starlink won the moon war they controlled the stargate so I guess that's it
1: John Doe is looking up at the earth huh good view Johnny kind of looks at it sort of sadly, and it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's a great view. And then we get out of here. Or do we? What's wrong with you guys?
2: gore five minutes after we are successfully in space, ask me and I'll tell you. Alright, alright. You won't believe me.
0: I guarantee you won't believe me. But I'll tell you. It's gonna blow your mind. Alright. You turn around and you see Skeleton, Shambling, towards you with the service bot behind it. So now you have to, because of the twist, you have to last until the end of the encounter before you can get the fuck away. Okay. Oh, great. Horde mode. So, yeah, Barzaki is the current one.
3: So who you end off to? I'm going to pass the skelly really quick.
0: So... It's the first time that you see a reaction from the skeleton is an actual reaction, and it seems to be disturbed for seeing you in the model. And it rushes whoever is, who is closest to the model of the four of you? We're all going to be hiring man because they are doing work.
1: Science. It is probably me.
0: It rushes you, trying to push you away from the model, tackling you with skeleton impetus for seven damage. Is Highwayman still doing work? Would
3: this interfere with anything or just would they take damage?
0: I will just take damage.
1: The the, the thing that needs is time. I'm going to defend against the attack by rolling my precognition die Uh, because I have not acted yet. That was a one.
0: Yeah, so tell tell us how you are really not expected
1: to be skeleton pushed. I'm looking at the module and I look up and there's a skeleton or like basically fucking on top of me. And I'm just like, I, I turn, I think towards it just in time, which is, that's the one point of damage I've, i managed to mitigate, but it's, we literally just hear, ah, oh, fuck. And then, and then I get tackled by a skeleton. Yeah. So I tie man now, you know, I'm just going to shoot the skeleton off of me. Hmm. I I realize that's not the most creative solution, but after a certain point, you just gotta shoot a skeleton, and I've always said that, and it's weird that it's actually this situationally inappropriate now. Again, you only need to last three more rounds. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna use Inflict, attack using Transmutation, and hinder using my Mindai as well. Uh, I got a four to attack, and also my uh, I hinder it with a four as well. Hmm, I did say I was gonna shoot it, and then I kinda did something else. Transmutation bullets. Yeah, that's I, I transmutated a bullet into its tibia. Alright, so you went off to... I'm gonna hand off... Don't love that, and also that we are still pretty stacked as far as all of the opposition going. Guess I'll hand off to Border Gore.
0: He starts thrashing the service bot, and the service bot goes down with D6. So, yeah, he just starts blasting, melting slag off the service bot. Was he going like full Vegeta on this, just throwing blast after blast? So it seems to be the service bot, which is going to try to tackle Iron Man. Everyone stop tackling me. No, I mean uh, uh, Border Guard, and Border ever manages to dodge. You can see, You can see the power of Alexander Reach Out gently towards the couplings and uh, breaks it. So there is fuel spreading everywhere and it's no longer building the module. So that's a simple challenge now on the table. And there is this expanding cloud of hydrogen that Alexander ignites with poor spectral force of will. Everyone in the area is going to eat an explosion.
1: Ow! in retrospect, I should have saved my reaction for this.
0: So that's eight damage for literally everyone. It's going to be 16
2: for one person because I will uh, read I will take that damage and then I'm going to grab
0: ghost. Alexandra and shove her back into the blaze. wants to this damage in the first place, so you might reconsider that as the target. And I'll grab the service bot and shove it back into the blaze. Yeah, so the service bot gonna get hit by that twice? Yes. So it's the double damage the second time, and uh, you destroyed uh, the service bot. So the skeleton also takes eight, and she is immune. I hate her. We are now in red. Oh noes. Oh yeah. (laughs) And Alexander passes to John Doe. Cowabunga it is. Yeah, her presence is very faint, so I don't know if you can communicate with her. She definitely cannot communicate with you. I wonder if she know anything about this finding.
2: But I don't want to reveal the border gore this way. No, I don't want, you know what? I want her to get punched. Uh, should I cash in a boost? Might as well. My attack cannot be defended against. I'm going to cash in the plus three boost. I'm going to use the whites of his eyes as Jondo closes to extreme close range. So I get to add my max and min and plus three to that as I punch
0: Alexandra 11. Yeah, you punch the ghost and she seems to start fading away faster and faster. Let's try and space out the enemies here. I will pass to the skeleton. Yeah, the skeleton, it's focus on uh, Iron Man. But it's certainly is the one damaging his precious little model. So that's that damage to our Tyromen.
1: I'm going to defend by rolling my precognition die. Um, my other one would allow me to ignore that damage, but it would treat it as a, or which I believe would be a minus three, which would be a rough time right now. Okay, so I only take six points of damage, which is still not great, but it's better. And
0: there is more burning. Hydrogen still going on until you fix that. So it keeps burning and that's more nine damage to everyone. This is going to hurt me
3: more than it's going to hurt all of everybody, because I take what it looks like. I take all the damage seven Twenty seven. This may knock me out. Let's see if I can survive this. i got to roll my leaping death. Uh, you
0: don't have to take four border guard. He didn't want to fire. OK, so I won't include them. I will include myself. It reduces each instance of damage by three. So before anything else, so that's eighteen. Eighteen, and I got
3: to roll my leaping plus red zone die to and defend against the attack by the total. Plus, so it's six plus three, so that's nine. That's nine damage towards me.
1: It's Simon's turn now. That's me. I am going to and stop me if you've heard this one before. Shoot the skeleton.
0: Yeah. Keep shooting. Keep shooting through the explosion. It's not like it's going to go off again next turn.
3: Yeah, sorry, Highwayman. I know you want to
1: shoot, but can you fix the boom, please? (laughs) Okay, I'll do that. That's an overcome, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to use Wolf Dreams of Violence just so that I can use Principle of the Everyman. I got a 13.
0: Tell us how you managed to not only repaired it in the process you accelerate refueling the thing
1: i think in the course of the repair i also managed to do something that would essentially like remove any air or anything anything unnecessary in the fuel line so that there is kind of a bit of like a suction response so almost like it immediately like it's just an un uninterrupted stream of like all of the necessary like fuel and everything to make this happen. So all of a sudden the it's just fueling faster. And I turn to the group and I say, hey, we're juiced up, ready to go.
0: So who you pass to?
1: Well, I'm going to pass to Gore because it seems good to let him do some end of fight shit.
0: So what do you want Gore to do?
1: I would like him to destroy Alexandra if possible. He can't do that, can he? Another an exorcist. He's Italian. He is Italian, and I feel like we haven't spent enough time on that.
0: Well, he gives 12 damage to Alexandra. He turns, hmm, I wonder if I can get a flame so hot it burns ghosts. Turns out, he can. And next is uh, the last one, this round, which is Burdekir. Throw the skeleton into the sun. I will
3: go all out. I will use power strike just to take out the skeleton. Or should I use? Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna use power strike. So, twelve damage on the skeleton as I just do, uh, basically a almost a golf swing strike, just knocking it away. With that,
0: you get into the model. You fire the ignition, and as you go away, you can see the skeleton looking sad at you, fading away, smaller and smaller, as you get into orbit. And we communicate
3: to the others to
0: blast off at the same time. Of course we do. And you can see at the distance various Lunar models getting towards the orbit. Berserk here
3: takes out a piece of paper and set, and it basically has list of places I will never return to. Well first one is England,
2: Japan, and then they write in the moon. As keeps doing that, I think John Deluxe. So, Bortigore, we have incontrovertible proof that we live in a multiverse.
0: What's a multiverse?
2: Oh, buddy, I'm gonna blow your
0: mind. You ever read a comic book? No. And you can hear communication from the other end. Hey, it's me, Breeze. What's the plan? Oh, we're gonna
2: put out a stress signal, Vulcan 2 and they'll send some people to tow us in.
0: Hey, Emily, it's me, your grandpa. It was kind of generous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking knew it fucking called it grandpa border gore the anime grandpa has come home to roost John just you know that makes sense yeah no I just I, I kind of I had I had a hunch
0: if you ever find yourself wandering the streets of Santiago in the year 70X, perhaps you can join us for lunch at the little expat restaurant known as the Cuisinaires from Frontiers. We are back at the cuisines and frontiers. Who's teaching today, and what's on
1: the menu? So the person teaching today, she's a former gaucho that was, and like a period accurate gaucho because she was flung forward into the future due to a temporal anomaly, and in being pushed forward, she was also like sort of temporally locked. She was locked into into that spot in her own time stream. So she hasn't aged since then, but she is sort of grandma age. Her name is Carmen, but her super name uh, that people know her by is La Ritza. Uh And she is, uh, she's got the whole kitchen making just, just some, some classic straight up and down excellent tacos. We're serving that with, uh, with some, some elote um, on the side and then um, also some, uh, some pozole verde. Um, just kind of as the soup for the day. Um, and I think there's probably I imagine there's probably like a couple like Agua Frescas and stuff too. All right. And who are your guests for lunch?
0: Those are Gore and Breeze. So yeah, George Toscana and um, Emily Meloni are your guests. So just to address the elephant in the room, how
3: did Breeze uh, how did you end up working for the uh, United States government and Alexander Stelecki?
0: Oh, uh, I worked for the for the American government the same way like uh, Johnny did. I was born an American. Yeah. My parents, my parents came to America from Italy. And uh, yeah, uh, as for Stalecki, I was not working for her. I was actually arrested on the moon and uh, was on a military base. I was being held there. And suddenly, ten tons of water appeared out of nowhere and destroyed the base. I escaped in the process, and I was hiding on Caldera Station, trying to find my way in a ship either to Earth or back through the Stargate.
1: Berserker kind of looks side-eye at the other two. Okay, so on the water thing... I feel like while we're all sort of sitting around breaking bread, um, it's worth knowing. That was us. We did do that part. Um, it sounds like it worked out well for you, which is great. Happy about that.
0: Where's the Hagor? Is you say, like, wait, do you mean back in Dina? Uh, That's what happened
1: to that lake? Yeah. We may have sent it through a Stargate so that it wouldn't flood the base that we were in and kill everyone.
2: I uh, I resemble, John Doe says, a deep drink of his horchata
1: being told uh, that's we. I was passed out. That's true. It was mostly me, I think. It's been a little while. Pretty sure that one was actually mostly on me. Bezirk here I think helped? Yeah. A little bit.
3: I think so, but I had no idea what I was doing at that point. You're under pretty
1: explicit direction from me, yeah. It was mostly me yes sorry about that but hey I mean you got out of the you got out of that situation love that happy that you know it gave you sort of the the out to, to escape
0: yeah I and again I'm still surprised that two were the ones that came to the rescue yeah <laughs> well you know anything for my grandkid they roll their
1: eyes I yeah Johnny did you know not right away. Um, it took a second um, when I started talking to uh, to George. I um, mentioned Breeze, and then there was sort of an immediate tonal shift in his vibe, and then that was kind of when the the pieces like clicked into place. I knew that Emily and their family hailed from hailed from Italy. I just kind of hadn't connected those dots together. But uh, when George kind of had that reaction, I was like, "Oh, okay, their family."
3: actually a bit worried that you were uh, somehow rivals and you were going to fight and kill each other or something like that
0: uh, i'm glad my fears were unfounded oh uh, yeah no uh, i mean that's the story of the that's the story of the moon wars isn't it not but tells could we expect the repeat of that much bloodshed yeah i'm
3: so
1: surprised it still kept so quiet and undercover well, uh, the U S government doesn't like anyone knowing it. That they lose wars.
2: Also, it's pretty easy to discredit anyone who brings it up because you just, you know, when I was in the Americas, I remember some guy trying to talk about the moon wars and the government was just like, you really think we, we went to war
1: on the moon works pretty well when you put it like that. Yeah. sort of the, the general discrediting by just making it sound ridiculous is simple, but effective. Uh, so, yeah, even the base premise of the, of the fight itself um, is kind of far-fetched enough that people don't really uh, have any difficulty sort of writing it off. I will say it is kind of becoming a little bit more of an open secret, but it's going to be, I would guess, at least another decade before uh, it's actually recognized as something real, if that could be longer, honestly. I
0: assume by the fact that we are not under the heel of... Uh an alien tyrant that you managed to do something about uh, that invasion. How have things been for the last ten months ever since that happened?
2: Oh, yeah, Lord Durax. Yeah, uh, there's another that's a complicated answer, but we won.
1: We did. Yeah, no, that is. uh, But uh, man, how have the last how have things been for the last ten months? It's a big question. It's been a busy, it's been a busy time.
3: How many Lord Duraxes have we met? Like two, three? Two. Okay.
1: Yeah, there was just the, there was the main one, and then there was the one that was a school child, which was I will say a huge improvement on the original. At least conceptually, it was a lot uh, a lot more amusing.
2: We ended up in uh, in Tokyo during kaiju season.
1: Yeah, globally, uh, we foiled a coup. We did. We did foil a coup. We went to we went to England. That was
2: oh yeah they don't know about the snatcher yeah uh yeah the snatcher is no longer is uh, on trial uh, well it was yeah it was, it, it's a process
1: big win wait really yeah yes finally got her just desserts honestly um well it's getting again you're I mean you're right it's a process
0: I'm surprised the Americans did't do anything about that what?
1: well they sure tried but uh you know we were uh brought in to some extent, as mediators, to make sure that nobody uh, was able to just sort of get away with whatever the hell they felt like. Now all we have left is Kissinger. We're gonna see him around one of these days, and just sort of and just sort of take a shot. It's like I, I think Johnny Johnny is just like, have I showed you all this? And he like pulls a like a small notebook out of his duster, and he like sets it down like open in front of uh, I think probably like probably Bezirkier and. John and also Border Gore. I don't know if Breeze can see it from here, but it is just a notebook filled with put like potential easy ways to kill Henry Kissinger. I
2: we could have dropped that air conditioner on him. We could have, and that will haunt me.
1: That's like and Johnny flips through several pages and just like, and then there's just a diagram of dropping an air conditioner on him. It's like we it was like, it's, I could have. It's like I can see how it, how it would have worked. I don't know. So, Border Girl, what do you do when you're not doing spy stuff? I would actually love to know the answer to that question. He drinks a lot of espresso. I
0: mean, honestly, I kind of become a kind of a propaganda thing that the Soviets keep sending me. Well, it's different places to kind of be poster child of what we can offer, kind of appease fears on the place. And, you know, how it is with the three factions, they keep trying to court me, trying to get a bit more legitimacy, especially their allies. I've been spending a lot of time with the Chinese, trying to pave things over, I see if there can be some reconciliation. There's always a lot of diplomatic thing going on, but I guess that—that that is like you say, you know, that's just spice stuff. Uh, at this point, I kind of want to go back, retire, and I don't know, do some painting
1: or something. I have not done that in like 40 years. It's been... Uh... I mean, listen, it's uh, like I recognize that, that you know, I, that when I say this, I'm talking to someone with a pretty storied career. Man, maybe you should, I'm not going to say like quit, but like I think you should, like you've done... Your peace. I feel like you you have the right to sort of just take time for yourself. As far as I know, you only you only go around once. So at some point, you should at least hang it up for the sake of enjoying something simple in life. I mean, that's just you know, that's just my opinion. But it seems like you've kind of earned it.
2: Oh well. Yeah, it is easy to say that. But come on, Johnny. We know that we'll we'll probably be border Gore's age and still
1: doing something we shouldn't. I mean, shit, like, look at me currently. I'm not, it's easier to give advice than to take it, I guess.
2: I mean, I keep telling you we could hit the gym together.
1: That does not sound like retirement. I mean, as I I will say, John, as I've expressed previously, to some extent, I am a little bit nervous about the idea of hitting the gym with you specifically. I don't know if you've seen the things that you're physically capable of, but
2: me and Joachim have a great time. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. That's I, I would I would argue that y'all are about on a relative like a pretty relative physical par. I am I would say in good shape, uh, but I am just sort of a mortal man.
3: Well, uh, yes,
1: yes. I, I I guess. I mean, y- I was like I don't mind coming along, you know, um, as long as it doesn't interfere with uh, Sunday fishing day, but.
2: Oh, yeah. Wouldn't want to miss your opportunity to dredge up Atlantis or something.
1: I swear to God, one day I'm going to actually find Atlantis and I'm not going to tell none of y'all. I'm not going to tell a single soul. I am me and Enrique are going to go find Atlantis and we're just going to go check it out and we're going to just like look around and then we're not going to tell nobody. We're just going to be pleasant tourists in a beautiful underwater city. And we're not going to share that information with anybody at all. We will take the secret to our graves. Right, Enrique? Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that support. How's the soup? Pretty good. Well, wait, was not Atlantis discovered? Was it not on Azores? You know, it's kind of a speculative thing. I mean, there's a city down there and it is obviously flooded and abandoned. And people were just like, well, that's what they meant when they talked about Atlantis. But like, who knows? Honestly,
0: Riz sneezes. Come on. It just looks like that way because it's layers of volcanic sediment,
1: not building. I mean, there were some, th- there was some evidence of design structure there. I would say, I mean, like some evidence, not like not. It's not clear, but I would say there's some evidence of you know that was actually a place. It could, I mean, it's just a city that could have flooded. It's not that. It's not that weird. A city in
0: the middle of the Atlantic, out of anything else. Where will it even be
1: supported? Hey, why there will even be a point for the city there? Listen, I love the logic. I do. I do want to be very clear. You fought in a war on the moon, and you're gonna tell me what can't happen? That seems that seems a little bit outlandish, don't you think?
0: That seems like a way to avoid the question with the false equivalencing. No, in the moon there was
1: a freaking star, rate. I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. And Johnny starts sipping his his agua fresca.
3: And also, if you remember, we did like I come from what they, old Greeks called Hyperborea. So, I mean, our island exists well, not so much of a big storm anymore. It's weakened since then. But yes, uh, I mean, honestly, my island exists in the middle of the North Atlantic or the North Sea somewhere. I think somewhere between there. So I don't see how Atlantis couldn't exist.
0: Well, oh, but that's the thing. You don't have cities. Well, yes,
2: that's true.
1: I mean, what is a city? I'm just, I'm just saying I'm not going to rule it out.
2: Look, I guarantee you it doesn't matter. Johnny will say he he finds land and so it'll be like two houses.
1: I, I mean, listen... I don't know if I would go. It's like I'm I'm willing to entertain possibilities. I'm not necessarily going to go so far as to say, "Oh, these two buildings make up Atlantis." That seems that seems a little bit uh, aggrandizing. Although, I mean, the Greeks they did aggrandize. That was kind of their deal. Yeah, like their
3: gods are so weird. They're like giant people. Like nobody ever figures realizes that. But ever, like the Greek gods were actually giants. And so are their heroes. That's that's wild. Yoki. I didn't know that.
1: Oh, yeah. Wait, do you mean that in like a literal sense, like literal giants that actually existed? Well, uh, the, are you just saying that that's that's the correct way to read the read? the?
3: No, no. Um, I mean, they were really big. I mean, technically, giants are, uh, oh, it's complicated with language and stuff like that, but they were
1: really, really big, not human sized, like two people tall. Huh. You think when Zeus turned into a swan that one time, that he was like a really big swan, like two swans tall? Zeus turned into a swan? Yeah, in one of them. Yeah. Zeus turned into a lot of stuff.
3: Huh. Weird. I'm, s- I'm certainly he wasn't
1: a small swan. There's no way he would let it. that happen. You know, that's a fair point. Man did have an ego. Anyways, um, Johnny, like, takes whatever, like, whatever the most just, like, insanely intense, like, fuck off, hot, spicy uh, salsa that is on the table and just, like, absolutely drenches a taco at it and then just, like, bites into it and does not react at all.
2: John Doe finishes like his the current tacos playing. Just I know I can get them anywhere, but you know what? I don't understand. What's that? Why is the taco the ultimate street food when the tamale
1: exists? I mean, I have to assume it's like a labor thing like tamales. You know, they just take longer. Uh, That's That's a more a more demanding process. Tacos. I mean, you can get that together. And I mean, it's it's. Still some time, but uh it's I think easier to kind of crank out in perpetuity if I'm if I'm if I'm guessing correctly, that would be my my thought on it. I'm just saying. Right, don't get me wrong, I I I just, from the perspective of someone who enjoys food, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you.
2: I love tamales. Johnny, I we're 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 buddies, but I would I might like Tackle you off a roof for a bag of tamales, but
1: I'd share them with you. It seems okay. Just, uh, this is, sort of, I'm just, that seems like a weird eventuality to even bring up, is all I'm saying. I would just get, like, I would, if I had tamales, I would just be like, would you like a tamale? I would, I would just sort of hand them to you. You don't have to, you don't have to beat me up about it. I'm just, uh, Breeze,
2: Mortimer, what do you guys think? Where, where do you follow the tamale v taco debate?
0: They look at behind you and, uh, Carmen is just standing there, arms crossed. Uh. So, what's wrong with the tacos?
1: You know? they're perfect. I I love them. Don't get me wrong. I, this is. I'll tell Carmen more about what you think of her tacos. Go into great detail.
2: I think that the masa for the tortillas is perfectly spaced, so it doesn't have that those weird doughy bits you get sometimes. When I hitchhiked through Mexico to get here, I think these, this barbacoa is better than what I had there. And I really do love your salsas, but I just love tamales too. I would have your tacos any day, but if I'm just walking down the street a random day, sometimes I want a tamale.
1: Johnny is like fully like trying not to like chuckle into his drink. And then he looks up and he's just like, she's just giving you a hard time. She makes damn fine tamales. Maybe some of the best I've ever had. Yeah, I had the good
0: teacher. And then you hear a roar from the inside the kitchen and you see an ocelot come out covered in the floor. And Chef Chinchilla keeps roaring, asking, how come I ne- they never see you when they are doing tamal sessions and uh, it's tamales
1: on the menu? Oh, hey, Chinchilla, how you doing, brother? You doing all right? Oh, man. Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute. You've been doing OK. It's like, I mean, listen, I I don't want to detract from your question. I'm just I'm excited to see you. How are you?
0: Uh. Oh, really? Uh.
1: All three of them. No kidding. Uh. Well, you know what? Good for them. I'm very happy. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. You know, they're going to make a great. They're, they're going to make a great family together. And honestly, like with the Cubs coming in, that's that's so exciting.
0: Uh.
2: And the tamales always happen when we're like every time it, it's cursed, whatever. Oh, hey, it's tamale day. Oh, John Doe's got to go get shot at. It's I hate it. I'd rather.
1: You know, that's that's really odd, honestly, because like every, I've never missed. Well, it, it wasn't even hard. I didn't miss. I haven't missed any. And maybe are you, are you sure you're checking the schedule? They have the whole thing up on the calendar right over there.
2: You also got to meet Castro.
1: Oh yeah! I forgot to tell y'all. Um, he oh man! Wait, you have not met Castro? No. Yeah, I have met Castro.
0: Like Emily and George just look at you. Really? I'm
3: really worried that uh, he may have tried to kill Castro in the past life, but that that's you know I have I've yet to confirm that.
0: I. I
2: have never, I haven't met Castro.
0: I mean, I think we got clear that he only failed one
1: assassination. Yeah, it was the, it was the... Are you telling me that you will fail too?
2: I mean, if it's against Castro, that's not a, that's not a embarrassing thing.
1: Yeah, anyways, uh, Castro sends his regards. He's, uh, he's doing well. He told me to tell you hello. There's a picnic he's got coming up that he might, uh, I think he said he was interested in uh, having us all for if y'all wanted to come around for that. What do you bring to a picnic like that? Your company. Some nice cigars, maybe, or something. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like, don't get me wrong. He does live in the place where the nicest cigars are, but it, it's it's the gesture. And the Carmen glares at you, I don't know, maybe tamales. No. I'm sure he would appreciate those tamales. It's like, I mean,
2: no one ever told you how to make them, but I mean, if you're offering,
1: Oh, no, you'll have to check the calendar. The the, the, the next Tamal class is, is uh, you'll see, it's it's over there.
0: And Enrique said, I, I don't know what is the big deal with Tamales. I mean, uh, who, who meat is much better.
2: John Doe's face briefly resembles a grotesque. It briefly becomes a stone gargoyle and it just, Enrique?
1: Johnny just like, in saying that, it's just like, he just turns away. From from the booth, and he's just like, "Oh man!" And he's just like, "I'm just gonna let that one ride. That's not on me. That's not my thing to fix. That's, you know, he'll figure it out. He'll discover. He'll discover the error of his of his speech in a moment."
2: Enrique, how you, you keep eating that soup? I, this is a place of peace. Otherwise, you'd be in for. it. Also, Chef Chinchilla Chinchilla banned me from help, from taking classes here. And why was that? I'm forbidden under the penalty of death from discussing the incident occurring at the ice cream making class.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They sure are. So.
2: Except to uh, maintain my opinion that Johnny started it.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I started it. Guess who's not banned?
2: Unjust system.
1: I mean, listen, you know, this times is tough out here. What can I say?
2: I, I want you all to know that John Doe is trying to get both Bordegore and Breeze on the side be like, you know how he is. He started it.
1: Well, it doesn't matter who started it. It matters who finished it, and you sure did finish it. I swear to God, I was cleaning Rocky Road out of every piece of clothing that I was wearing for a solid week and a half. You started it. Well, you know, it's it's a matter of perspective. Well, I can teach you how to make gelato. off offers. I mean, listen, I... Personally, I would love to take you up on that. I don't know that it is the best idea to trust the both of us in a class together. Isn't gelato just ice cream? (laughs) Oh, fuck. This is the second time in less than five minutes that someone has said something that's just going to upset someone else at this table. Honestly, we're just trying to have a lunch and a lunch and peace, gang. We're just trying. We're just trying to all break bread here. We're just being friendly. Come on now. Don't say things that are going to hurt George's feelings.
2: John Doe is 100% serious. Like, it, no, no bullshit. It's, it's just the same. It's just the Italian word for ice cream, right?
0: Johnny just sips his drink and looks at George. George just shakes his head and says, I'm going to go look for the bathroom. I know you'll see flames coming out of the
1: bathroom.
2: <laughs> did, I, did I do something wrong?
1: <laughs> the bathroom is immediately incinerated. There was never a bathroom. J- Johnny, is 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 it not? It's it's not. Uh, no, it's. I mean, it's very close, but it's not the same thing. And if you say that in front of Italians, they do tend to. They take that personal.
0: W- what's the difference? Emily shrugs Well, I never figured it either. I, I think uh, ice cream is just one of those things that actually Americans got right. That is,
2: I mean, a high milk fat percentage of like homemade ice cream? Absolutely. Are we gonna get ice cream after?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
2: <gasps> Wait, hold on. Breeze. John Doe points his thumb as accusingly as possible at Highwayman. You know, this motherfucker eats his ice cream cones with a spoon, right? And throws away the cones, yes. W- were there like poison cones on the moon or something?
1: No. They weren't no, the cones weren't poisoned. They were just gross. And I got used to eating it a certain way, and now that's the way it is. I don't always That's true.
0: That's
1: true. The yeah, yeah. The cones on the one they were really bad. I don't throw the cones away anymore. I'm back here now. The cones are good. I just eat the ice cream first, and then once the cone I'm done with the ice cream, I eat the cones separate because now at that point it's soaked all of the good ice cream flavor in and it's just nice it's just it's a delicious marriage of of multiple flavors all right that's worse you're worse
2: sometimes
1: yeah but no uh yeah to to to, to the original question yes there is actually the, the the cones we had on the moon were functionally cardboard i did throw them away then cuz why the why why bother it was just a vessel for ice cream
0: no it's I, the whole thing is you know They were just, it was just face, basically, that they had to be mixed with ground ice to have any kind of texture at all. Uh, Ice cream is not really appealing on the moon.
1: It was still baby food with chunks of ice on it. Yeah, it, it, it was not the most appealing thing.
2: We had lime curd. That was pretty decent.
1: The lime curd was surprising. I was surprised that I found it as palatable as I did.
0: Wait, they so never had lime curd in
1: space. Yeah, I think it's kind of a newer sort of sort of thing. I don't think that was. I mean, they didn't. They weren't doing that when we were on the moon. Um, but I, I will also say, might just be a Russian thing.
0: Yeah, it was on the Soviet base. I see. I heard that uh, they put a lot of spice on their food. Yes, a ton of it because the food doesn't have much flavor. They I mean, should probably have them the same. Well, they've mixed some spices in the in the cellulose space that they, they made the cones from.
2: Spicy ice cream cone is a genius idea. I know, right? Like, especially with like a chocolate, like a chili cone with a chocolate ice cream. Chocolate and lime.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: And a spicy cone. Honestly, all of this sounds fantastic. Hey, you know what? Maybe once we're out of the superhero business, we should go into the ice cream baking business. I'm just saying that would be holistically more peaceful. And Ricky goes, wait, did not you want to open a
0: pizzeria? And Border Guard comes out still washing his
1: hands. you going to open a what? <laughs> I, did, did, I did not say that. OK, he said that. I didn't say that. I would never say that in front of you, George. I want to be clear. I'm pretty sure we did say something about opening a pizzeria, but I don't want to talk about it with George.
2: No, I'm positive. I remember you saying we were you. You actually sent me some like logo designs. Uh,
1: It was I, I did not do that. There is absolutely no way I sent you logo designs. I've never designed a damn thing in my life. I have no talent when it comes to using a pen. It's not true. Johnny sent John bad sketches of the logo. JJ Vikings. Yeah, it's I'm not I'm not there. I want to be clear. They're still very bad. I, the, the part about being bad with the pen, all completely accurate. Tried to draw anyways. It looks terrible.
2: Yeah, you're going to call it JJ Vikings. Uh There was going to be like a, a mechanical. Wait, what? Yeah, he was gonna get you, ro- rope you in on it. The idea being that, like, it was a Longhouse themed pizzeria.
1: Yeah, a what now? Uh, hang on, uh, hang on, hold on. Now, hang on. I don't think I said anything about a Longhouse themed pizzeria. That seems. Listen, I'm willing to. I'm willing to stretch the imagination as much as anybody, but that seems that's a stretch even for me.
2: You, you included the schematics for the animatronic. Yoke the animatronic berserk here, you wanted at the at the center. I have those
1: at the apartment. No, no, no. That's not schema- that's not schematic. No, I just want Berserk here, there. Oh. I feel like they're they're a very comforting presence. They're just like they're gonna make people feel welcome in the space.
2: Yeah, but I and you and you were talking about doing menu prep, like uh and you said something about like I'm trying to think, what is the angriest I can... What, what is... I almost want to say the Ludafisk pizza.
1: <laughs> oh, don't you dare fucking say that on this call or anywhere else, you absolute gremlin. No. Just no. That sounds fucking ghoulish.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. We've hit the line. We now know where it is. Uh, this, this one is also upsetting, but for different reasons. You want to do like a, a salmon balls on the pizza like Bradley. Listen, that was that was just upsetting because the flavor profile is wrong. <laughs> you listen to me. Words mean things. John says it's saying it's continuing. Just like, yeah, you want to do the, the, the salmon balls on the pizza and uh,
1: at this point, Johnny is genuinely looking at John like he is crazy. It's just like, did he hit his head too hard or I didn't say nothing about salmon balls? i want to make good pizza. Maybe I'm imagining that part, but I do remember JJ Vikings. Now, hold on. Didn't you say after the last time that we ate the skeleton pizza that you had like a bunch of really wild dreams, like extremely hyper vivid, wild dreams? Uh, oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah yeah so that part might have been the part where you were talking about salmon balls on pizza because that sounds vile and obscene and uh, and an affront to man and god so I would never do that uh, I would make good pizza if I was going to make pizza you don't need to you don't necessarily need to be so um, hurtful about the name that I'm workshopping I'm just I'm doing my best out here um, I didn't say anything bad about JJ Vikings okay it just it just felt sort of dismissive that's all
2: Portigore Portigore
3: I, I mean, why not? Why not keep the uh, keep with the Western team that you got going on? I mean, wouldn't that be
1: better? I mean, Vikings aren't really known for their pizza. Johnny just pulls the notebook off the table. It's the same notebook that has all of like this the whole section on killing Kissinger, and just like flips to some pages in the back and just starts scribbling. Is just like looking at Bezark here in a just like mm, that's a it's a good idea. Just sort of just, just scribbling, it's just like that's. You know, you make a strong point. I mean, what would we put the pizza on? Like Lefsa? That would be weird. I would try it. It doesn't. You know what? So would I. It doesn't. It it doesn't seem from out here like that would be like the best idea. But like, I would. I would try it.
2: I don't know. They were pretty good. I mean, some of the sketches were pretty good. What do you think, Portagore? JJ Vikings or whatever John do- whatever Johnny's new pizza concept
0: is. I don't know. I heard uh, if I hear DJ Vikings," I have no fucking
1: idea what it is. That's fair. The concept is this: all three of us quit being superheroes and we start a pizza business. Well, do you want to now, George? I will say this: I, I imagine that after uh, a great deal of time, uh, just about out in the world, would you like to come on as an investor? Nah, I'll pass. Are you okay?
3: I mean, what if we did a pizza? Uh,
1: and ice cream and gelato. That's going to take up a lot of prep space. I mean, I'm not uh, don't get me wrong. I feel like it is sort of a perfect follow up compliment to the pizza, but just the amount of the amount of necessary time and prep space. That's like, I'm not saying it's a no, but I'm saying that we're going to have to sort of work out the logistics of that because, um, you know, we don't want to make it too much work for the staff. That'd be that'd be rude.
2: I, but first, we'd have to learn the difference between gelato and ice cream.
1: Oh, eggs. Eggs. Sorry, I meant to mention it. it's eggs. There's eggs in gelato. There are. Yes, it's a, it's a it's more of a custard. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the big thing. There's other stuff, but I mean, you know, the, the main thing is eggs. I know it's delicious. It sure you're it, it damn sure is Wait, not all of them. have eggs. Oh, I mean, sure. But a lot of them do. And most ice cream, almost all ice cream does not have eggs. So for the purposes of generalizing, I do feel it's easy to just sum it up as eggs.
2: Fun fact, I hate eggs. You
0: what? I hate eggs. How? That doesn't make... Yeah, and gelato does not have eggs, so just eat gelato. How do I...
1: No, 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 we gotta dial in on. How do you hate eggs?
0: Look...
2: I have to eat right to keep this weird super soldier body furnace running. I understand
0: that. Yeah. Where are you getting protein? If you're not eating eggs. I eat
2: eggs I to eat your eggs. I eat them, but I hate them. They're bland. They have no flavor on their own. They are. A f-
1: yeah, you season them. They're a canvas. That's because no eggs
0: are flavor. You just need to eat eggs from proper chicken that eat flavorful things. If you just have chickens that only eat feed and and antibiotics, they're going to... Yeah, they're going to taste like nothing.
2: Look, eggs... That's a fair point, too. Eggs are the missile delivery system of breakfast. I eat them because... If you don't, they have good eggs! I don't know how the subtitle of this lunch (laughs) could be John Doe Gets Border Gore Upset.
1: John Doe makes everyone mad about food. Look, I just... Hey, do y'all think it would be possible to breed a chicken that was inherently spicy if you just fed them a lot of chili peppers and just sort of kept raising just sort of like through generations, you just like you fed them mostly chili peppers and then the chicken itself would inherently be spicy? Do you think that would work? That's not how genetics work. It's not how genetics work at all. (laughs) That's not Johnny's area.
2: John Dover, I don't know much about much, but I don't think that's how it works, bud. But look, yeah, that's fine. And people are allowed to like eggs, but I'm not. an. I don't know. You, you all can keep your eggs.
1: You know, it's uh, I, I, I listen. I appreciate that. It's a bit. It is weird that we decided that I was the one who had weird opinions about food when this dude comes up and he sometimes just says things like, I don't like eggs.
2: Name what other weird food opinion I got.
1: Listen, just because I can't recall every opinion you've ever had right now doesn't mean that, that there aren't any bad ones. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. I will also say the thing about I, just, I, I still am blaming you for the salmon ball pizza. That's that's still on you. Look, I
2: dream nightmares are
1: dreams, too. I mean, holistically speaking, yes, that's true. And I guess that's the end of the sentence. I don't have a counter to that. So, I mean, you're sure. Yeah, I guess
2: you're the one who's weird. You don't eat your ice cream, right? Just because I don't like eggs. I still eat them. 12 raw eggs every morning, no matter what. What the
0: hell? How do you eat
1: them if you hate them? Have you tried cooking them? You drink them all at once. No. Okay. No fucking wonder you don't like eggs.
0: Yeah, I will not hate like food after that. Any of it.
2: Usually I like cook up some bacon or something with it. You down the eggs, eat the bacon, run to work. Get some fruit on the way. Cook the eggs
1: in the... You go home, you go home, and tomorrow morning you cook those goddamn eggs in the bacon grease like a sapient adult with a kindness in his heart, and then you come... I put salt and hot sauce in the eggs before I drank them. That does. That's nothing that has. No, so you so you drink things that taste like uh, like you drink some slime that tastes like hot sauce and salt. We get it. That's fine. Cook the eggs in the bacon grease. You can throw the hot sauce in there. That's still a good idea. And then you come back and you tell me, oh, I don't like eggs. That seems like, look, I
2: i my mornings are very planned. That takes so much time Just scramble them. It doesn't.
1: It's scrambled eggs. You're cooking the bacon already. Just pour it at the same time. Literally, you can you could cook it in there with the bacon at the same time. You could you could cook it all together as one sort of single dish. All
2: right, look. All right. I've had eggs all over the world. Did you have them raw every
1: time? No, no. That'd be weird. That'd be funny. That'd be weird. Your denial does not. Your denial does not sound like the denial of a person who uh, is being honest about that. Did you? I'm just imagining fucking John Doe just rolling up to some fucking chicken coop in Azerbaijan, just grabbing eggs, cracking them into his mouth, and leaving.
2: <laughs> Breakfast time. Cut to a supercon of every of every time the three guys have eaten together and a realization that every time John Doe's like, I'll
1: just take the eggs raw on a glass. In my head, canonically, that is what's happened and that's why John Doe doesn't like eggs.
2: Look, I, that's fine. If I'm going to eat a breakfast food, the ideal breakfast food. What about quiche? Have you had quiche? I hate quiche. Why? It's just, it's not good. It's fine. All right. Everyone's always like, ooh, have a quiche. No.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that it's like my favorite thing in the world, but it is a very different take on eggs. The
2: ideal breakfast food is chili with a fried egg on top so you get the extra protein. Don't even argue with me. Anyway, don't do fried eggs. Well, because I'm making chili with a fried egg on top, I, I plot that extra couple moments into the day.
0: Just tweak it early
2: <laughs> How? Hours of sleep do you get a night, Border Gore? Or Fair enough. No counter argument. Yoku, how do you feel about eggs? Well, uh, I'm pretty indifferent. I I agree with cooking them
3: in grease makes them is a lot better, and you probably shouldn't be eating raw eggs.
1: At least, not. I mean, I heard that's very bad for your health. Oh, that's actually mostly. That's actually. uh, You probably heard that kind of. Through the grapevine. That's actually mostly in America. Oh. Yeah. Most places it's it's actually fine. Um, I mean, it's not like the best thing for you. And it can, you know, come with the risk of some foodborne illness, but the same is like, you know, eating like raw fish or, or anything else raw. Um, but mostly in America, that's where it is like definitely don't do that. Hmm. Also, Joachim, you don't have to bail him out. He's, a, he's, he's, sometimes, sometimes, We can all just take a minute and watch a man dig his own grave.
3: Well, he's already pretty deep right now with everybody, so it's just it's it's almost like I I pity him right now. Like I I don't know if he can get much deeper unless he gets to uh, you know the underworld again.
2: I don't want any more disco skeletons.
1: We just see one skeleton like hanging with like it's there's like there's like a window in the back where food gets sold out of. And one skeleton is handing a plate of tacos out and just looks sad. It's the one skeleton who decided to stick around after the pizza thing. It's just like, I think I like it here. They want to learn cooking.
3: They want to learn how to make different things other than pizza. This one cooking disco skeleton.
0: Well, that's the thing. They saw Louise and they saw, hey, there's a skeleton here. And they decided to stick
1: around. Now they're sad. Yeah. Listen, we already have Chef Chinchilla, and now we got a skeleton. And I'm just saying there's like there's this is we, they take all kinds here. You hurt the skeleton's feelings, Sean. I'm sorry,
2: skeleton, but I'm not sorry
1: to the rest of you. This is sounding disturbingly close to sort of a personal prejudice at this point, honestly. Although I will say the skeleton that we encountered on the moon was pretty upsetting. Yeah. That was Terrifying.
0: Did you end up figuring out what that was? Oh yeah. Uh
2: that's that was a space traveler from another timeline.
0: What now? Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarv, a.k.a. Urzarkir, is played by Brent Torrison. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, a.k.a. The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedluxer. They can be found at Delaysec on Instagram and YoungSpacedead on Twitter. They are largely imperceivable. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Splitroll where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at the Lettel and more of her Stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Ichio or co writing Split role. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of greater than games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits some Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.